What is 3D printing? The term is fairly well understood, I think, but as we've seen before, many of these new technologies are labelled something catchy, which sticks early on, and then the whole word and meaning has to be rearranged around that term. The umbrella term for what we're talking about today is additive manufacturing, which gained wide currency in the early 2000s, inspired by the idea of materials being added together. The term 3D printing still referred only to the polymer technologies in most mines, and the term AM was likelier to be used in metalworking and end-use part production contexts than polymer, inkjet, or by stereolithographic enthusiasts. By the early 2010s, however, the terms 3D printing and additive manufacturing evolved so 3D printing was being used by consumer maker communities and the media, and additive manufacturing was used more formally by industrial producers, machine manufacturers and hardcore enthusiasts. But anyway, getting past all that, what is, in the basic sense, 3D printing? 3D printers are a type of machine that can make everyday things. They're remarkable because they can produce different kinds of objects in different materials, all from the same machine. A 3D printer can pretty much make anything from ceramic cups to plastic toys, metal machine parts, stoneware vases, fancy chocolate cakes, and even, one day soon perhaps, human body parts. The possibility of 3D printers means that they could replace traditional factory production lines with a single machine. Almost analogous to how home inkjet printers replaced bottles of ink, a printing press, hot metal type and a drying rack. But why is it called printing? What makes it distinct from just manufacturing? Well, if you were to look with a microscope at a page of text from a 2D printer at home, you'd see the letters don't just stain the paper, they're actually sitting slightly above the top of the surface of the page. In theory, if you printed over that page a thousand times, eventually the ink would build up enough layers on top of each other to create a solid 3D model of each letter. That idea of building physical forms out of tiny layers is how the first 3D printers worked. How do 3D printers work? Well, you start by designing or buying a 3D object and then connecting it to a 3D printer and printing press and then sit back and watch. In theory, now, most 3D printers should be as simple as that. The process is a bit like making a loaf or slice of bread, but in reverse. Imagine baking each slice of bread and then gluing them together into a whole loaf, as opposed to making a whole loaf and then slicing it, like a baker does. Essentially, that's what 3D printing does. It bakes in reverse. The 3D printing process 
turns a whole object into thousands of tiny little slices and then makes it from the bottom up slice by slice. Those tiny layers form a solid object. Each layer can be complex, meaning 3D printers can create moving parts like hinges and wheels as part of the same object. You could print a whole bike, handlebars, saddle, frame, wheels, brakes, pedals and chain ready assembled without using any tools. Now, I don't want to spend too long on the history of 3D printing, as it's still a relatively new invention, but it is probably older than you think. In 1981, Hideo Kodama of the Nagoya Municipal Industrial Research Institute published his account of a functional, rapid prototyping system using photopolymers, more on those in a minute, and meaning a solid printing model was built up in layers, each of which corresponded to a cross-sectional slice in the model. Three years later, in 1984, Charles Hull made 3D printing history by inventing stereolithography. Stereolithography lets designers create 3D models using digital data, which can then be used to create tangible objects. This new technology was big news to inventors, who could now, theoretically, prototype and test their designs without having to make a huge upfront investment in the manufacturing process. <coughs> In 1992, 3D Systems, Charles Hull's company, created the world's first stereolithographic apparatus machine, which made it possible to fabricate complex parts layer by layer, in a fraction of the time it would normally take. That same year, startup DTM produced the world's first selective layer sintering, SLS machine, which shoots a laser at a powder instead of a liquid. These technologies were in their infancy and weren't perfect. There was some warping in the material as it hardened, and the machine was prohibitively expensive for home inventors, but their potential was undeniable. In 1999, the world's first printed organ was implanted in humans. Scientists at Wake Forest Institute for regenerative medicine printed synthetic scaffolds of a human bladder and then coated them with the cells of human patients. The newly generated issue was then implanted into the patients with little to no chance that their immune systems would reject them as they were made of their own cells. By the mid-2000s, the democratisation of manufacturing was starting to become a reality as had the ideas of mass customization, meant that 3D printers were starting to become commercially available. With the start of the 2010s and the hype around 3D printers is starting to pull away, and 3D printing has improved enough with innovators pushing the envelope in ways that Charles Hull could only dream of, that you can now do so much more with a simple 3D printer. You can now print the engagement ring of your dreams using gold or silver. Engineers at the University of Southampton have flown the world's first 3D printed unmanned aircraft. And KOR Ecologic prototyped Irby, 
a car with a 3D printed body. As with many inventions, the first seedlings often way before you might have think it would have done, but then it takes a long time for the technology to start becoming more mainstream. As with the usefulness of products it can make and the costs it will surely reduce, 3D printers at some point in the distant future will become as ubiquitous as 2D printers. And in my opinion, it will become as important as having a computer. If you need new clothes, you can print them. New shoes, print them. Want to buy a book? Print the book and get an actual printed book in minutes. No point waiting around for Amazon when you can just print it. It will happen, but the only question it takes is how long. With these things, it does tend to take decades. Futurology is the study of the future. It tries to predict how new technologies will impact on the world. It is one of the most interesting fields to study, yet always one of the most incorrect. It is impossible to fully calculate the impact of everything. Air conditioning, as Stephen Johnson claims, helped to make Ronald Reagan president. Air conditioning was invented to help out those sweaty Brooklyn printers. As it turned out, the air conditioner not only dries out the printers, but also makes the air a little cooler. Suddenly, that means that people living in sweltering southern cities without discomfort, or in the case of the elderly, even heat-related death, quote, all of a sudden it triggers this extraordinary migration of human beings, Johnson says. He continues, quote, there are changes in population centres that are visible from space thanks to air conditioners, close quotes. And of course, where people go, so do their votes. Quote, there's this big transfer of electoral college votes to the South. You have more conservative retirees moving to the South now. A very important component of Ronald Reagan's election in 1980 is kind of the Sun Belt block of conservative voters that just would not have existed. It's actually just a couple of steps between those things. As Johnson finishes, quote, it's actually just a couple of steps between air conditioning and Reagan winning, close quotes. Yes, of course, for anybody to predict the impact of air conditioning on Ronald Reagan's presidency, you would need to have the mind of a supercomputer. To be able to predict that just cooling down a printer works in Brooklyn could result in all of that. Johnson continues to say that the air conditioner helped to make the summer blockbuster. As until air conditioning came to the theatres, nobody would want to see a movie in the summer. It was the last place you'd want to go, being in a crowd of a thousand people in a room on a hot summer's evening. But air conditioning changed all that too. As this show goes on, we'll see it's now impossible to predict the future and the law of unintended consequences and the impact that technology will have. Having said that, we're now going to look at what futurologists have said the impacts of 3D printing will be. The closest thing in sci-fi is really the replicator from Star Trek. It is almost the end game of 3D printing, the ability to print anything from almost any material. But even though that's the end game, nobody knows if that's even possible. The first big step 
will probably be the printing of organs. As Jack Aldrich says, quote, We're already printing skin, kidneys, a replica of a beating human heart. If a person loses a limb, we'll be able to print layer by layer a replacement. It's theoretically possible. If we can print a shoe here, we don't have to buy them from India or China, he says. This would radically affect global supply chains, possibly crippling the growth of some emerging countries and causing mass political instability. If the jobs of hundreds of thousands of people whose lives relied on manufacturing terminated due to the impact of being able to print locally. 3D printing is moving fast, or at least the hype is. American designers are trying to develop 3D printed cars, while in Holland and China, 3D printers have been used to build entire houses. Whilst in England, the first 3D printed hamburger was created. While NASA is demonstrating how 3D printers will one day be used in space, as Nikki Werkheiser, 3D printer manager at NASA's Marshall Space Flight Center in Huntsville, Alabama says, quote, For the space station even, it will decrease risk, decrease cost, and increase efficiency. But for longer-term missions, for space exploration, this is absolutely critical technology. Close quotes. Astronauts on the space station have been reliant on launches from Earth to bring them spare parts and replacements. This is obviously not ideal. Rocket launches are expensive, and they generate intense vibrations that can shake apart delicate cargo. So having a 3D printer on the space station could make crew members' lives easier and result in significant savings, NASA officials say. For example, a recent study by the Space Agency found that 30% of parts aboard the orbiting lab could be manufactured with a 3D printer. Researchers could also use machines to build tiny satellites or CubeSats aboard the space station rather than having to launch them from Earth. 3D printing is even more important for manned missions to deep space destinations such as Mars. Long-term missions would currently have to carry lots of spare parts to cover a variety of contingencies. But perhaps the most exciting advances with 3D printers is in the medical field. The possibilities of using 3D printers in medicine is incredible. Hospitals around the globe are setting up 3D printing labs within their campuses so that healthcare professionals can incorporate the processes into normal day's work. Spurred on by interest from non-profits, 3D printed patent-specific prosthetics are having a major impact especially in some developing countries. The prosthetics come with the latest technology and are changing the hope of people who in the past had no hope in receiving these devices. Meanwhile, organisations like ROMP, Range of Motion Projects, and Not Impossible, use 3D printing to build low-cost, high-quality prosthetic limbs and orthotic braces for patients who otherwise would never have received them. Enable encourages engineers and uses the world over to build hands and arms on their own 3D printers in their own time, using Enable's open source designs. The organisation estimates that it has delivered about 1,800 hands so far, mostly to children. 
but it believes that another 1,800 have been produced outside of its documented process. Thousands of 3D printed replacements for bony body parts, knees, hips, ankles, parts of the spine and skull are implanted every year, and the future holds more promise with 3D printed patent specific parts. Although some trace the origin of tissue engineering back to the mid 1600s with the identification of cells, it's often considered a young field as a modern scientific discipline since it began ramping up towards the end of the last century. With the development of 3D printing, the prospect of being able to reproduce human organs out of biomaterial suddenly seems as more than just a pipe dream. Taking a step at a time, researchers started with simpler structures such as skin, blood vessels, cartilage, bone and the bladder along with parts of more complex organs such as heart valves which have made incredible progress over the past few years. Apart from the hype regarding 3D printing possibilities being overstated, there are also some ethical concerns that are worrisome too. Sarah Bosivert, Chief 3D Printing Officer at Potomac Photonics, did caution that despite its increasingly dominant presence in highly specific specialised industries, 3D printing technologies will not meaningfully change the lives of the average person in the foreseeable future. Tim Shinbara, Technology Director at the Association of Manufacturing Technology in McLean, Virginia says, quote, People's excitement should not override their common sense. Close quotes. And with regards to the 3D printing of food, he said, quote, Even if it technically works, should we be doing it? If we start creating food instead of growing or harvesting it, that gets a little scary. At a molecular level, does your body accept something that's been artificially and genetically manufactured? Even if it looks the same under a microscope, what will it do to you in 10 or 20 years? Close quotes. The constant hype of a 3D printing is creating ethical problems, especially when considering the large structures in place with regards to other areas of new technologies like AI ethics and the multitude of ethical boards and philosophers looking at its potential ramifications. 3D printing just doesn't have quite the same interest in its ethical problems. You might ask, what are these ethical problems? Well, as we saw earlier, the printing of food is one. One significant problem is the legality and ethical ramifications of widespread public use. At present, 3D printing is in its speculative early phase, and laws and regulations have not yet caught up with the technology. And even if they were, it would not be difficult for a darknet or pirate site to be able to subvert the law. An example of this subversion is almost certain to be the printing of 3D guns. Blueprints for a 3D printable gun, the Liberator, were posted online and downloaded about 100,000 times before the State Department ordered them to be taken down. Forbes magazine said about the incident, quote, If gun control advocates hope to prevent blueprints for the world's first fully 3D printable gun from spreading online, that horse has now left the barn about 100,000 times. Close quotes. A few months after the Liberator incident, President Obama extended the 1988 Undetectable Firearms Act, 
which prohibits the manufacturer, sale or position of guns that are undetectable by X-ray machines or metal detectors. Critics protested that 3D printed guns could easily be modified to circumvent airport surveillance machines. And even if they were not banned, and no reputable sites allowed 3D guns on their website, it would not be difficult to find sites that were more difficult for the government to take down, that could host these plans. As we've seen with numerous pirate websites and darknet marketplaces. I can still access the Pirate Bay, for example, even though it's more underground than it used to be. Daniel Castro, Senior Policy Analyst at the Information Technology and Innovation Foundation in Washington DC, is among many, such as myself, who believe that 3D printing is a good thing, but there are many issues. He states that he's concerned about intellectual property rights, quote, I don't think we're going to be too worried about consumers printing out Mickey Mouse and Disney being mad about that, Castro said. We're more likely to be concerned about India or China or another country stealing digital designs using corporate espionage and then being able to perfectly replicate what's been produced in the US or elsewhere. Governments will have to hold companies accountable for what could be massive intellectual corporate property theft." Close quotes. As Princess Leia says in Star Wars, quote, the more you tighten your grip, Tarkin, the more star systems will slip through your fingers. Close quotes. And this is very much like the regulation of 3D printers. If governments try to stop 3D printing, it could go very badly for them. If the hype is anywhere near real, then punitive government regulation will only turn it into an underground system, leading criminals to prosper. Better to lightly regulate and do it effectively. So what impact is 3D printing going to have on the world? The futurologist Jeremy Rifkin claims that 3D printing signals the beginning of a third industrial revolution, succeeding the production line assembly that dominated manufacturing in the late 19th century. Since the 1950s, a number of writers, commentators have speculated about social and cultural changes that might result from the advent of commercially available additive manufacturing technologies. Amongst the more notable ideas to have emerged from these inquiries has been the suggestion that, as more and more 3D printers start to enter people's homes, the conventional relationship between the home and the workplace might become eroded. It has also been suggested as it becomes easier for businesses to transmit designs for new objects around the globe, the need for high-speed freight might become less and less. As 3D printers become more accessible to consumers, online social platforms have developed to support the community. This includes websites that allow users to access information, such as how to build a 3D printer, as well as social forums that discuss how to improve 3D print quality and discuss 3D printing news, as well as social media websites that are dedicated to sharing 3D models. RepRap is a wiki-based website that was created to hold all information on 3D printing, and has developed a community that aims to bring 3D printing to everyone. Furthermore, there are many other sites, such as Pinshape, Thingiverse and My Mini Factory, which were created initially to allow users to post 3D files for anyone to print allowing for decreased transaction costs of sharing 3D files. These websites have allowed greater social interaction between users creating communities dedicated to 3D printing. 
The collaborative nature of 3D printing almost mirrors the early stages of the internet, where idealists dreamt of the decentralised and utopian view that increasing communication could bring. But the internet in the end was taken over by large corporations, and in my opinion 3D printing is almost certainly to go the same way too. Michael Spence wrote, quote, Now comes a powerful wave of digital technology that is replacing labour in increasingly complex tasks. This process of labour substitution and disintermediation has been underway for some time in service sectors. Think ATMs, online banking, enterprise resource planning, customer relationship management, mobile payment systems and much more. This revolution is spreading to the production of goods, where robots and 3D printers are displacing labour. In his view, the vast majority of the cost of digital technologies comes at the start, e.g. in the design of the hardware, like 3D printers themselves, and more important in creating the software that enables machines to carry out various tasks. Quote, Once this is achieved, the marginal cost of hardware is relatively low, and the marginal cost of replicating the software is essentially zero. With a huge potential global market to amortise the upfront costs of designing and testing, the incentives to invest are compelling. This, of course, would lead to huge job losses for low-skilled workers as 3D printers replace them, especially in emerging markets where most manufacturing is now based, and this could create untold social and political implications. But with manufacturing reshoring to rich economies with local 3D printers, it could go either way, and 3D printing jobs in local markets could actually result in increasing employment rather than a loss of jobs. It is easy to imagine that production may become extremely local and customised. Moreover, production may occur in response to actual demand, not anticipated or forecast demand. Spence believes that labour, no matter how inexpensive, will become a less important asset for growth and employment expansion with labour-intensive, process-oriented manufacturing becoming less effective, and that re-localisation will appear. It may almost copy the spread of the original printing press, with regional hubs in various locations around countries, rather than the current manufacturing method, which is mass production in places thousands of miles away and then shipped to the right location. Spence writes that, quote, the world we are entering is one in which the most powerful global flows will be ideas and digital capital, not goods, services and traditional capital. Adapting to this will require shifts in mindsets, policies, investments and quite possibly models of employment and distribution. Close quotes. 3D printing may end up being revolutionary in many areas of our life. It could alter the way we shop, it could drastically alter the medical field. And then soon, whole buildings may be printed rather than built. Like a 2D printer, everybody will have a 3D printer in the future, and whole supply lines will change. And so, for all the potential of 3D printers, and the impact they will surely have on the world, they are listed at number 91 in my list of the greatest inventions of all time.